Oh my gosh. She has done the unstoppable. Our locker room ladies. Two touchdowns. They're getting hot right now at the right time. My name's Maddie. My name's Charlotte Payne. This is Locker Room Ladies. Go Canes. Welcome back to Locker Room Ladies. Thank you guys so much for joining us. I'm Charlotte Payne. I'm Maddie. Thanks for coming back, you guys. We have a lot to talk about today, guys. Football is officially back. I feel like we've been saying that for the past three or four episodes, but we have it actually reactions. Happened. Yeah. It actually <laughs> happened now. Yeah, it's it's real. We're in the NFL season is underway, even though I literally hate the word underway. It's happening. Why? Why because I don't like that I just said it right there because I always feel like hmm. underway or like getting underway is something that people don't say in real life, but people say it on TV ah. all the time because I feel like in news, especially in school for broadcast, when people would always write you're right, like yeah. a tease or a headline, yes. it would be the school year is underway or the game is about to be underway. And like no one actually ever says that. So I don't like that right. I said it right there. Don't like that word. Delete it from your vocabulary. Find a new <laughs> word. Uh, it's happening. It's an action. We are in the midst of football season for the NFL. I'm super hype about it. But before we get into that, you guys, today is also... Wait, before we get into into that, I want to give a quick locker room lady shout out to my best friend, Emily Mariotti. Her birthday is tomorrow on Friday. So we love you. Happy birthday, Em. She did lose her week last week. So let's hope she maybe maybe wins wins fantasy next week for her birthday. Yeah, for her birthday. (laughs) Also, the first day, today, Thursday, September 15th, is the first day of Hispanic Heritage Month. It runs from September 15th to October 15th, and we wanted to celebrate the kickoff with a Hispanic locker room lady. So, Charlotte, let's get right into it. Her name is Linda G. Alvarado, and she is the co-owner of the Colorado Rockies, but she has a very, very interesting story. And when I saw her, I was so enthralled with her life. She started back in college. She got her degree in 1973 in economics, and she ended up getting a loan from her parents of $2,500, and she started her business that way. She has a construction company. It's one of the fastest growing construction companies in the West of the United States. And right now, the Alvarado company is reporting revenues of one, uh, $41 million a year, which is a lot of money. But she started in college with the grounds team, actually going out there with construction teams, digging and, you know, like excavating and constructing things with her hands. And she was the only girl to do so. And, and she has so many stories of being the only girl on the construction team and being called very derogatory things and even going into porta potties and finding drawings of her being construed in really, really disgusting ways. And she just kept going and she kept doing it. And then three years after she graduated college, she got this loan from her parents. She started her own company from the ground up. And by 27 years old, she was serving on her first corporate board. And she has a whole restaurant company now with restaurants all over the United States. And she is a director on five of different a Fortune 1000 companies. And she also is like, you know what? 
I'm bored of the business world. I'm going to go to sports. <laughs> so she became the first Hispanic co-owner of a major league team and the first woman ever involved in a formal bid for ownership of an MLB team. So I think she's really cool. I think this, the city of Denver loves her. And apparently she's very, very well known there. The Colorado Rockies are lucky to have her. Charlotte, I love how she transitioned from construction. She got her degree in economics. She had this construction company. She was on corporate boards. And then she got into the sports world. I just love the, the path that she took. And also, I love when you were talking about her experience working in construction. It did really sound like the experience that maybe some women have had being on sports teams or being the only girl on a sports team. I mean, there even today, there are plenty of sports where there are girls that play with the boys and it's one team and it's a co-ed team and girls are the minorities. And totally. so I think that that's interesting because I never really thought of, when you think of sports, I don't um, immediately think of construction, but the way that you were describing it, I mean, it is a physicality and you You're do right. show up and it is a team effort. So I think that that's interesting because it does, right. it doesn't sound like a natural connection construction to owning an MLB team, but I do think that there's maybe a little bit more similarities than you'd think right off the bat in those two fields. Yeah. It's interesting that she kind of started off and then merged those two worlds together. Super cool. Awesome. Awesome. Awesome story. I really love that. And I do love that our episode comes out on the actual first day of Hispanic Heritage Month because we're not missing any of it and we get the whole month to celebrate so many Mm -hmm. wonderful locker room ladies starting with Linda. Yes. And Maddie, you that's a really good point that you brought up about her. Because it is like a team and it was so collaborative and she grew up actually in a family, the youngest of six, and she was the only girl. So I don't think she was at all a stranger to being the only girl in the room or being in a large group of people. And there was a little quick anecdote of when she was in high school, her coach, like the coach of the uh, high school track team said that she couldn't do the high jump. And her mom marched down to the school very furious and she demanded change and Linda ended up winning the high jump. So So. I didn't actually (laughs) even know that part of her story before you just said it right now while we're recording this. And I said the other thing about being the only one on a, a, being the only woman on a boys team earlier without even knowing that part of her story. But I think it just does go to show that she is so strong and independent and confident in herself and puts her mind to accomplishing the tasks that she wants to accomplish, regardless of what's in her way. She doesn't let being in a room full of boys telling her she can't do something stand in her way. She doesn't let that intimidate her. And it really has paid off because I mean, I can't name any guys that are directors of five fortune 1000 companies. Can you Charlotte? I mean, she is so successful and yep, her success started at such a young age and she just keeps on going. So kudos to her. Welcome to the Locker Room Lady Wall of Fame. I know you're already in the National Women's Hall of Fame, which is maybe a better accolade <laughs> than our Wall also, of Fame. But... Also the Colorado Women's Hall of Fame, the White House Commission for Hispanic Excellence yeah. in Education, Woman of the Year by the Mexican-American Foundation. 
What I think is really special and unique about her too is that she has all this wealth. She's one of the richest women in the world and she still advocates for the education for Latina women and helps them show them that you can come from nothing. She came from nothing. She'd come to all of, you know, owning the Taco Bell on the corner casually. So I think it's really cool. Wow. That's amazing. Well, love getting to know each of these locker room ladies every week. It's so funny, Shala, because I do really feel like we get to know them. And whenever I I see news about any of the ladies that we talk about on the podcast, I feel this connection to them. I feel like I know them. (laughs) Aside from- Aside from a few who we've actually spoken to, there are definitely locker room ladies who have no idea who I am, and I feel like I know everything about them. I know. I know. I do feel a connection. I'm, I feel proud whenever they accomplish something. Like when I was watching <laughs> Serena in her yes. final match, I was like, oh my god, She gosh, was a locker room lady girl. two she times was, over. She was a locker room lady. Look at her. <laughs> oh my goodness. She's such a queen. I was getting teary-eyed during that match. That's so cute. So All right, guys, so let's move on to a different topic now because we have to talk about the Miami Hurricanes. We have a really big weekend coming up, Maddie. It's this is pretty major. This is pretty major on the ground. Yes. Okay, so I think I actually said it last week. I think I said that the true test of UM was going to be the AM matchup. However, now I'm not so sure. I do think it's still a test, but Charlotte and I actually have very different perspectives on this situation she texted me over the weekend so for those of you who aren't up to date Appalachian State beat Texas A&M upset them majorly University of Miami won their game against Southern Miss but no surprise there so they should (laughs) right but so now A&M just got upset ahead of their matchup against U Miami so, Charlotte, what are your thoughts on playing them after this upset? I, right off the bat, when I was watching App State win, I was very excited because we're really going to go in next week and kick Texas, we meaning the Hurricanes, we're going <laughs> to go in next week and kick Texas A&M while they're down. I'm so excited for this. Let's go. Go Canes. I was very excited, but then I texted Maddie and I was like, this is major for the Canes. And she said, no, it's not. And Maddie, I'll let you continue with your point of view here. Yeah, I was mad. Oh my goodness. You were mad. Yeah, I wasn't happy about it because Charlotte texted me this. I actually think when you texted me, I was at the Marlins game. The Mets were in town. Probably, yes. So I was was not happy about it. I saw the text. I was like, ah. This is not good. And it's interesting because when FSU beat LSU last week, I was bummed that FSU won a game because I just always want FSU to be bad. Yeah. But in this case, AM is an SEC school. Miami always gets told that they're just ACC. They're, the U's not back. They can't compete with the ACC. Their conference isn't as tough yada, yada, yada. Clemson's the only real football team in the ACC. We get this stuff all the time as you Miami fans. However, A&M, while they're not your typical like Bama, Georgia, your main kind of... Although they beat Bama. Exactly. They beat Bama last year. So I was actually very excited because 
the last couple of years when Miami has played a big SEC school, they played UF, they played LSU, they played Alabama. All of those have been actually games at neutral sites and really big, got a lot of hype. All three of those games, I think, were the first game of the season. Right. And Miami, and Miami got blown out in literally every chance. single one of them. So I was excited for AM because we had two games before it, kind of building up for it. I thought, okay, if if this happens, if Miami wins this game, Mario is the real deal. I'm actually going to be super excited about this Hurricanes team. Not that I'm not excited about them, but I actually would feel like there's some substance. I get it. But now I think it's just a lose-lose kind of with a and I'm now having lost to App State, I think of it as if Miami wins, it's like, okay, yeah, but they just lost to, to App State. So actually an A&M wasn't as good as everyone thought they were. Or Miami loses to A&M and it's like, oh, well, Miami must be terrible because App State just beat them. So the U's not back. This is the classic thing that happens every year with the Hurricanes. Everyone gives them all this hype in the media and then they lose a game and then everyone's like, yeah, the hype is unfounded. Miami's not actually back. And I'm so sick of people saying Miami is back. Like I really don't want to hear it until we are in the college football playoffs. And even now that there's 12 teams, I don't even really want to hear it until we're in the semifinals (laughs) at this point, because I've just gotten so much of my hopes up and then just smashed and just, embarrassed and I'm guilty of it I was the U.S. back I was I had my fake turnover chain I was at we were number two in the country we were 10 and 0 I was in Pittsburgh for the game that just crushed my dreams in 2017 whenever I went on the radio in Pittsburgh I was wearing all my Miami gear the local radio station in Pittsburgh at Heinz Field in the parking lot at the tailgate came up to me and, and said oh, are you from Pittsburgh? Like you're here, but you're in Miami gear. And I said, yeah, I'm a student, but I'm from here. And they put me on the radio and I said, yeah, we want Bama. We're going to beat Pitt. And then we lost to Pitt and it was the most embarrassing thing. So I learned my lesson and I I don't want to get too overhyped with them. But now I just feel like it's not as exciting of a game. And it's still a Mm -hmm. test because if we lose, we fail. But right. It's not as exciting if we win now with their loss. I feel like just to say that App State is a bad loss for A&M, of course it is. I mean, they they went from ranked number six in the country to now they're 24. They're almost barely in the top 25 this week. Really, really bad. Miami's number 13, remember? So that's Miami's the top seed going into this. I also like Miami being an underdog, so that's another thing. You do. You like an underdog. So do I. But to say that App State isn't an amazing team, I think is wrong. I think that it's not going to be so bad if Miami ends up falling short to AM because, I mean, look at this, this App State team. No, they don't win every single game. But they, they did get Michigan. really close to Carolina, too. I think they lost by two they points, did. like 63 to 61 to Carolina. Yeah. And they've beat Michigan before. They've beat Coastal Carolina in their prime. They've beat top-ranked Oklahoma State a couple years back. So this team is capable of beating a really good team. And they're probably going to be talking about this win forever. But I think it just makes the hype so much more exciting. And I am a little bit on that Miami's back bandwagon because they've been doing so good, Don't Maddie. say it, Charlotte. Take it back. I'm speaking it into existence. And you know what? I don't even need to because it's like the Yankees. When they're good, they speak for themselves. And I don't know. 
I'm just saying, watch on Saturday, everybody. It's going to be Saturday night. It's the primetime game. 9 p.m. I know. I know that I'm getting old because, wait, I know that I'm getting old because when I found out that it was 9 p.m. game, I was kind of like, ugh. I know. I'm going to be tired. (laughs) But I'm going to have to watch that game. Back in college, I would have killed for a 9 p.m. game. I would have loved it. And now I'm like, oh, 9 p.m. Like, that's so late. I wonder if I'm going to make it up for the whole. <laughs> I know, right? No, we will because it's going to be a good game. I'm taking Miami by what's the spread on that game? I don't even know, but I'm taking Miami to win, and I think that they're going to win. I think it's going to be the game of the week. Think about Ooh. all the other games in college Let's football this week. No, don't get me wrong. I'm excited. And if we win, I will definitely be excited. I just I wish that they had been coming off of a win and that A and M was kind of this like big bad team. Because I, I love well, just Miami being that yeah. underdog that comes in and scratches the surface and just proves aren't everybody you wrong. Of, aren't you sick of the underdog narrative? Like, we've no, had I like all my Miami underdogs. underdogs. The oh, Steelers, so I like them to be underdogs. We'll get into that. Yes, we will. So, I'll tell you. I'm going to tell you what the spread is really quickly. Tell me what the spread is. And then I think we should, should take our break, and I'll tell you why I like the Steelers being underdogs. So, actually, Charlotte, despite the rankings – Texas A&M is technically still favored because they are actually minus five. So Miami technically is the underdog. So I do feel a bit better about that now. However, I think, I think had they beaten App State that the line would have been bigger because now it's less than a touchdown, but yeah, but I'll take, I would take Miami. If if I was going to bet on this game, I would take Miami. Miami all day i can't i can never vote against them you know what i mean we'll see all right guys keep it locked we'll be right back we'll be right back stay tuned because a woman of my word i have had i received a very special shipment today um, pertaining to a very certain matthew stafford so everybody stay tuned (laughs) welcome back to locker room ladies thank you guys for hanging during the break all right maddie it's time for the announcement that the long awaited I'm excited for this announcement now I have to preface it because we have to look into how much a Matthew Stafford jersey costs <laughs> so they're very expensive and you know I wasn't feeling so highly of Matthew Stafford as I was when I said I'd buy that jersey <laughs> once she saw the price tag she liked him <laughs> I did. I liked him a lot less. So I decided to, you know, find a loophole in buying a Matthew Stafford jersey. So did I you decided, get a Lions jersey? No, but that's a funny idea. And, you know, I saw a lot of them, and a lot of them said the Detroit Rams. <laughs> so, but I, I did not for that, Maddie. I opted for actually purchasing Matthew Stafford himself wearing the jersey in the form of this adorable pin, Charlotte. And you know what? I'll I'll share I'll share a photo of it. I'm I'm putting this like I, I think I'm gonna get a, a quarterback pin every single year now. This one says 2022 Super Bowl champion, and it has his signature. Obviously, that's you know written and then printed <laughs> onto this st- this pin. But you know what? I have the whole Matthew Stafford right here, and I can bring him with me wherever I go. So I think that's better. Than the jersey. So I'm going to put this on. I thought you were going to say you got a t-shirt. <laughs> I almost did. But then once I saw this pin, I, I had to have it. 
And I've decided that I am going to, I picked Matthew Stafford as my quarterback very early on before the season started. Well, so that was going to be my next question, Charlotte. Who's your quarterback? It's it's week one. You've had you've had a little bit of a taste of everyone. Give it to us right now. Let's see if your magic powers are the real deal and if you can accurately predict the quarterback. But like, pick the quarterback whose bandwagon you are jumping on today for the rest of the season. Let's hear it. Okay, the quarterback whose bandwagon I am jumping on was originally going to be Josh Allen but he's the obvious choice Mm, he's the obvious choice so I don't want to be I don't want to seem like I'm jumping on the already filled bandwagon Mm -hmm. so the quarterback that I am choosing Maddie and I will purchase a pin at the end of the season I don't think this quarterback is going to the Super Bowl but you know, I guess I'll order a pin or of the quarterback whoever wins the Super Bowl. No, 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 your your bandwagon. Okay, so I have to. I, th- well, I don't know. How this should quarterback we do doesn't it? win because I don't think this quarterback's gonna win. That's okay. You just That's have really- to. You know, you you know what you need, Charlotte. You're gonna get all these pins. <laughs> I know, right? We're gonna make you a jean jacket, Charlotte. Listen, hear oh me out. Oh my god, hear me out. We're gonna get you a jean jacket. We're gonna next time we're together, Charlotte. Mark my words. We are going to spend time. We're going to go to a craft store. We're going to get some stylish. We're going to get some bedazzling things. We're going to get fabric markers, whatever we may need. We're going to deck out this jean jacket. It is going to be called your bandwagon jacket. Oh, my God. This is going to be your jacket that you wear. Whatever team you decide you're hopping the bandwagon this that year, that's your jacket. You put all the pins on the jean jacket, and that's your bandwagon jacket. We're making the pins. From all, like, of all time. I love that. You cannot have a Yankees, Giants, or Devils item on the jacket. That's the only rule. But it can be any other team. It's your bandwagon jacket. We're going to collect all of the pins and knickknacks from all these other teams. And whenever those play and you're watching the game, you have to wear your bandwagon jacket. I love this idea. I love that. And I love my little I want one. <laughs> Wait, we can do we can both do one. Maddie, you gotta pick your quarterback. I'll I'll give you a week though. Think about it and then come back oh with gosh. your quarterback. I don't know though. I'm not a good bandwagon because I'm I'm so deep in this. Yeah, true. Steelers, Steelers, Steelers Nation. I'm so deep in Steelers Nation. I don't know that I could. All right. Maybe we okay. We'll think of something for you. Okay, I like I like your bandwagon. We'll think of something fun for me too. But guys, the long-awaited my quarterback for this year. I have I have an actual one, and then I have a silly one. So the silly one doesn't really count, but my silly one is Jacoby Brissett, and I hope to see him in week (laughs) fourteen or fifteen or whatever the week is that I would like to see him playing at QB one. That's silly. He's. I don't think he's going to the Super Bowl. But if he goes to the Super Bowl, oh my God, I'm going to buy a lottery ticket. At the so end if of Jacoby Brissett <laughs> plays in the Super Bowl, you actually have to buy a Jacoby Brissett jersey. And like, there's no getting around it. There's no pins. There's no, no. There's no fake jersey. Like you are at 100%. Even if this jersey is $250, you are buying it right now. Yes. If he, yes. Okay. Oh my God. If he wins okay. the Super Bowl as, as a starter, okay, I I'm down. I'll, I I would be okay with doing that. And you know what? I feel like that would no. Have to be I don't even think as a starter. Fan. If Jacoby Brissett <laughs> okay, plays fine. in a Super Bowl, how about that? But with 
But what if he moves teams? He's probably not going to play, even if he's a backup of another team. He's not going to play. All right. Okay, fine. Like, so, okay, say he, goes, he moves teams. Okay, he goes to the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes. Like, the chances, you know what I mean? Like, Wait, did you just give your early Super Bowl prediction just there? He has to play and win. <laughs> okay. Oh, and win? Well, yes, because this quarterback won. Yeah, so he has to play and win. So That's you know what I mean? Do you know the odds? Again, stacked against Jacoby Brissett playing and winning in a Super Bowl. Well, now I'm rooting for it. I don't want him to go with the Browns. I don't want him to go with the Browns. But now I'm rooting for him to get traded and somehow (laughs) have this freak thing. Maybe he switches positions or something and somehow he plays in the Super Bowl and then Charlotte has to buy his jersey. I'm rooting for that. But Charlotte, continue. You said you have a real one. Who is it? I have a real one who actually, I think, honestly, after watching him play, I don't mind this quarterback and I'm curious what you might think it is, who, who you might think it is. I want you to guess. One Mitchell guess. Trubisky? <laughs> of course you guessed that. No, I was pretty confident in him on Sunday, but I'm, I think I'm going to hop on the Kirk Cousins bandwagon. Oh, oh okay. Shall I'm hopping on it. it. I think he's cool. I like his vibe. That was most of, that's most of what it is. Matthew Stafford, I loved the guy. I think I'm going to get into Kirk Cousins. I'm going to do a little more research, but I thought he had a really good week one and he beat Aaron Rodgers. So, I mean, can't get better than that. So we'll see how he does. I think Here that he's, it. he's got, he's got some good weapons. Um, he's got Dalvin cook, who was my first choice at fantasy, which we will get into. So maybe it's because I want my fantasy team to do well, but I don't know. We'll see. Kirk Cousins. I like it. Yours, or All right. Brissett, All right, Charlotte. Which is more realistic than the aforementioned Brissette. All right, well, Kirk Cousins may be adding, may be added to the bandwagon jacket, but Jacoby Brissett, his jersey is still on the table. I will – I'll go meet him. Like, I would like to introduce myself. <laughs> Jacoby Brissett, if you're listening, do you want to come on the podcast? <laughs> if you're listening, and I know that you are probably. You definitely are, for sure. Charlotte. Let's get into week one. Charlotte, I would like to say I've eaten my words a lot on this podcast. Today, I do not have to eat my words because last week I said, I don't even know if I said it on the podcast, but I've been saying it to everyone. I picked the Steelers. I was rooting for the Steelers. I refused to believe that the Steelers were going to lose week one because no one believed in them. And like I said earlier in this episode, I love an underdog. I especially love when my team is an underdog because I feel like the Steelers just play better when they're an underdog for some reason. Whenever they are not supposed to win, that is my favorite. You say this a lot. It is so gritty. It is so just like classic Steelers, just tough, rough and tough in the trenches football. And I freaking love it. This game. Charlotte, in Cincinnati, the the defending AFC champions, division rivals, Joey Cool, the Steelers defense got five turnovers. Can I get some love for my guy Minka Fitzpatrick for absolutely destroying those Bengals? First of all, he said before the game started, Earlier in the week, he said he didn't like anyone on the Bengals or something. There's a meme going around of him saying that. And then he puts the first points on the board for the Steelers. 
with a pick six. I mean, this is why he's the highest paid safety in the league because he absolutely deserves every penny he makes. And he earned that check this week, especially because he absolutely came out and mm-hmm. gave me the confidence that I needed in the Steelers. Not that I needed it. I mean, like I'm always confident in the Steelers. I'm always nervous, but I'm always confident. However, <laughs> the Their Steelers offense, offense pretty good. Their offense looked pretty good, Maddie. The offense? It honestly, I didn't mind it. I thought that the Bengals' offense looked like trash. Oh. I have like all of okay, okay. All of the, so okay, so Mitchell I have all the Bengals' offense on okay. my so fantasy team. Okay, so Mitch didn't throw any interceptions. I like that. No, not like however, four, like Joe Burrow. However, they couldn't score points. I mean, that's my biggest thing. The issue was that they literally couldn't move the ball down the field they couldn't get in the end zone and they also I didn't see him getting targets I mean he he targeted George Pickens I think three times and George Pickens had one catch but it was just I don't know if it was just this new team or if it was I don't know what it was but the offense just isn't really gelling yet and I definitely think they need to beef up the offensive line and the offense needs Put to get in, get but that <laughs> defense I mean if you paired it wasn't even Mitch. I was I was fine with Mitch, but if you if you paired the Steelers defense with even the Giants offense, Charlotte, I mean you would have some magic. I, I was watching Saquon run around, and like I know my guy Najee. Wait, Saquon? I know. I'm dead. I know. I know my guy oh, Najee yeah. has it in him. He did get injured this week, but yes. we need a lot of injuries. Him an offensive line. That's the key here. The Steelers defense, defense wins championships. I knew the defense was going to be our strong suit this season, but I, that game was Charlotte. When I tell you at the end of this game, I was all sweaty and out of breath. Like you would have thought that I played in the freaking game because I literally looked like I had just run a mile. Like I was literally out of breath. I couldn't talk because I was so, my heart rate was off the charts. I mean, field goal blocked, field goal missed, field goal missed. Finally, Boz comes in clutch for the win. I mean, absolute AFC North football to a T. Couldn't have been better. Also, I had in my head resigned. I was like, yep, yeah, we lost. We lost. There's no way. Earlier in the beginning of the game, as the Bengals were going down to kick, um, I said, oh, miss it, miss it. And, and my boyfriend, Austin, said, oh, no, no, no. Evan McPherson doesn't miss. He's like a mini Justin Tucker. He won't miss. He freaking, we blocked his kick later in the game, and then he missed again. It was crazy. Was and then Zaz missed. It was insane. But in my head, I had thought, I didn't say it out loud, but I mean, like, I was just defeated. I was silent. I was just so angry and sad and just crushed. And I was staring at the TV and I was at a bar and I was just like, and I was thinking to myself, this is so bad because I was also, I was at a bar and I could see Argy went into overtime. So all the other games were kind of finishing up. I could see the Ravens won, the Browns then won. And then I was just thinking in my head, like, the only thing that makes us worse is now the Steelers are going to be the only team in the AFC North that hasn't won a game. They're going to be 0-1 and everyone else is 1-0. And now it's like the Bengals have to be down bad because they're the AFC North champions and they're the only team in the AFC North that's now 0-1. 
So I could not be happier. That was an absolute roller coaster slash heart attack of a game. And Charlotte, the Giants game wasn't super far behind that in terms of craziness. Maddie, the Giants game, I have texts to my family, to my friends, to my loved ones, any Giants fans I might know. The Giants are trash. They suck. <laughs> um, this is typical. I'm not even watching this game. I'm watching every other game that I can watch. I'm not even paying attention to the Giants. No one cares. But the second half, Maddie, <gasps> I don't know how he missed that. Randy Bullock, it, is there a relationship to Sandra? Because that might be the only redeeming quality in this man. Oh, my God. How do you miss that kick? There, I'm pretty sure uh, Boswell's kick was, what, 64, uh, 64 yards? No, Boswell's was not 64 yards. Or, or sorry, was it 53 54. It was in the 50s. Yeah, it was 50s. 50s. I'm pretty sure that kick was less than that. And and he missed it. And my life. I said, New York is back. Oh, my God. New York is back. Miami's back. New York sports Charlotte. are so back. It's like your boyfriend, Maddie, is a Giants fan. You un- He understands what it's like. We haven't seen a Giants team good in so long. They haven't won a week one since like 2016 or something like that. It's been a like long that. time since they won a it's week one. It's been a long time. So Charlotte, that was inspiring a little bit of confidence. I think early prediction, I think Giants are going 4-0. Ooh, okay, Charlotte. They have a trash, they have a trash I schedule. Like, I, like really schedule. I like Danny Dimes. Yeah. Charlotte, friend of the show, Bruce Arians, what does he say? He says, risk it for the biscuit. Risk it for the biscuit. Charlotte. You have nothing to lose. Charlotte. What? Brian Dable risked it. And it paid off. I mean, do you know how scary it was? Yeah, you absolutely know how scary it was. When when Saquon first cut, I was like, nope, that play's not working. Nope, they just lost. They just lost in regulation, 19 to 20. That that missed kick earlier in the game came back to bite them. Or not not even, it wasn't even a missed kick. It was like a muffed kick. It didn't even happen, the kick, the extra point earlier in the game and I was like oh my gosh they're gonna lose by one point because of that that's terrible and then Saquon just powers through and I will say one thing that absolutely terrifies me that Saquon does Hmm. he makes plays and don't get me wrong he's been making plays and everyone's saying Saquon's back the same thing he gets rid of that ball so quickly and I'm like yeah dude make sure that the ref sees that you completed the catch like do you know how many things have happened like oh the ball didn't survive the ground or like you didn't have control it's like like do not do not throw the ball across the the end zone as soon as you cross the plane like keep it for a second grab it with both hands pull it into your chest hold it count hold to one count ball. to one and then you can throw it but it was making hold me so nervous he kept just like flying it out of his hands it's it's like that happened maybe a couple times, a handful of times. Twice. Uh, not that many, but it happened, and that scares me. He just needs to get back to the fundamental. Right. No, it's scaring me. Maybe I'm a disgruntled New York fan. No, no, no. It's scaring me a lot. It's like sometimes when guys do cool things, I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, it's a little cool, but like if you mess it up, it's not cool at all. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, even when Cheetah, yeah. when he's back flipping into the end zone, it's like if you fumble or get called for unsportsmanlike conduct and that comes back like that's embarrassing that's so bad just just get the basics get back to the basics my guys yes and so maddie i got it i got a text from andrew this week and i think it was 
after or during the Giants game. I don't remember when, but he said, if you left me for Saquon, I'd be upset, but I had to understand. <laughs> and I responded, I, I said, I'm going to put that on the podcast. Don't worry, I'm not leaving you for Saquon. Spoken like a true Giants fan. I love it. I know. Charlotte, Charlotte, I think we should leave our listeners with just one little fun, fun thing. Do you have one uh, expectation versus reality? You know, those memes that are like, or Instagram versus reality or expectation versus reality, like something that you thought was going to be really good or, or really crazy. And then ended up just being such a letdown from week one. Cause I have a couple, but I think we should just give our top expectation versus reality, like complete letdown from week one. Hmm. I think the reality was the chiefs. I thought they were going to smoke the Cardinals and they kind of did. It was a little embarrassing for the Cardinals, my expectation is, am I doing this right? My expect, my, that was the reality. And then I have an expectation or am I doing this totally? No, I, I mean, I was thinking like, for example, my expectation was that Aaron Rodgers coming off of two MVP seasons was going to oh. do as he usually does and beat the Vikings. And then Aaron Rodgers came out and I think he got like four points on fantasy and absolutely just like did he show up to that game was he still having that ayahuasca or whatever like I don't know what was he doing where was he oh that's a good one and (laughs) that that speaks a lot to my uh bandwagon quarterback I think I honestly I have to bring it back to the Giants because I did not expect that and I think this is a positive play on your little game because I did not expect that to happen and it exceeded my reality the reality exceeded my expectation the Jets however I didn't I guess that's another one I didn't think that they would win and then Miami came in so so I think so also like I was I would say I didn't expect the Steelers game to go the way it did but I also was I had hope I believed that they would win but I also deep down knew that I was probably wrong but I was telling everyone like yeah no I don't think they're gonna lose for sure and they're fine me with the Miami Hurricanes um I don't know I guess I don't know I think that's that's good that's my final answer next week though maybe we can put some expectations and then see if they become another expectation I actually thought that Russell Wilson was absolutely going to wreck the Seahawks and that game did not go as I thought it was going to go either I mean it wasn't like he got embarrassed like it was it was close I mean they both put points on the board but you could tell I mean it was kind of sad how Seattle was just doing him. I didn't like that. It's not like he, you know what I mean? It's not like he actively was like, I hate Seattle. I want to trade. Like it kind of seemed like there was some disgruntle, disgruntlement. I don't know. Discontentment. Discontentment is the word I was looking for. I think it was like a season or two ago. There was some rift between him and Pete Carroll and it kind of seemed like he might want to trade, but then it seemed like they smoothed that over. And last season it seemed like they were buddies. And so it was kind of random that he, got traded I thought this offseason but I didn't think it was Russell being like screw you Seattle I feel like he's always been like a big part of the Seattle community he's a part owner of the Sounders so I was kind of sad for him when they were booing him and also you could tell that his old defense the Seahawks defense was like salivating to pick him off they literally just wanted to get an interception from Russell so badly Jamal Adams just missed it and you could tell he was just punching the air because they wanted to they wanted to I don't know what it was so I feel like there had to have been maybe a little 
more than than meets uh, the eye to that story because you could tell that his sad. whole team like really wanted it to win that game. Sad. I was surprised. I did not think I saw that the Seahawks were going to win. Geno Smith had a game. He had a day. I don't know if he's going to have another day next week, but, you know, we'll see. Oh. My expectations for next week, Maddie, are that Geno Smith will not have another day and that <laughs> – that the Giants are going to beat the Panthers at home. Mm. my expectations. My expectations are that – I don't know what my expectations are. My expectations actually are that Russell is going to have his first win and that he's going to prove the haters wrong and actually come through and have, like, a really good game. I don't even know who the Broncos are playing next week, but I think – I think it's going to be good. I think Russell's going to redeem himself. That's my expectation. I think they're playing Houston. I think they're playing Houston. Mm -hmm. Well, then maybe that is closer to reality. However, I cannot actually end this episode without saying what the hell is going on in Cleveland. And there's that, that's, that's a very loaded question because there's a lot of questions. There's a lot. (laughs) But the main question that's top of mind for me right now is, what the crap is Brownie the Elf and who approved that? <laughs> Brownie the Elf. Who approved I don't that? Know. I don't know. Maybe it's, um, you know, I- I'm not going to lie. Charlotte, I'm going to see that face in my nightmares. And not in a good way. Like, oh, that's a badass mascot. Like, that's terrifying. Like, that's like an old, creepy fairy tale children's book from the early 1900s. That's very creepy and makes me uncomfortable. What the I heck? Guess- why is it not a bulldog? Why is it just not? I mean, their logo is stupid as the football helmet. I always say that that's a stupid logo. Yeah. But like Brownie the Elf, like where did this come from? It literally looks like Elf on the Shelf. It's creepy. The The fingers creep me out. They're pointy. I'm looking at a picture of it right now. I think, honestly, it kind of reminds me a little bit of the, you know, the Elmer's Keebler. Like- Keebler Elf. I just feel like in general... It's a little nostalgic, honestly. No, 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 no. Elves elves do not belong in professional sports, Charlotte. Elves are cute (laughs) for Christmas time. Elves are cute for fudge stripe cookies. Elves are cute for fairy tales. They do not belong in professional sports, Charlotte. This is not supposed to happen. I'm terrified. shows that the Browns are so just dysfunctional as an organization that they could even get that approved and that no one down the line like even the guy that was hired to paint it no one questioned it it got as far as we're seeing pictures of this happening this is how dysfunctional the Browns organization is and that is all I have to say see you next week (laughs) thank you guys for joining us come back to see if our realities our expectations become reality (laughs) 